All right, patrons, we are back. Patreon, 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 Patreon. Gonna sit back in my lawn. <laughs> Patreon. We are steering clear of the devil. And we are going to a fan favorite, specifically Mr. Richard Hartline. And we are going to touch on a subject we did a full episode on. Was it full or was it a mini? I thought it it was a full. The Giant of Kandahar. Yeah, but not in Kandahar. No, this is in the great U.S. of A. Specifically, the state of Nevada. And Lovelock Cave is where this tale occurs. Lovelock Cave is an ancient cave predating human arrival on the continent. In prehistoric times, it lay underneath the giant inland Lohontan Lake, yeah, exactly. which once covered much of the western of western Nevada. Geologists geologists have determined that the lake's currents and wave action formed a shelf, which in time became the cave. Now. Lovelock Cave is also known as Bat Cave, Horseshoe Cave, Sunset Guano Cave, and Indian Cave. Guano. It's located 20 miles south. south, south, south. Boy, you are a cunning linguist. Sir. I did have a root canal, so I'm blaming it. Now, Lovelock is, the cave is actually 20 miles south of modern day Lovelock, Nevada, and about 93 miles northeast of Reno. And it's situated inside an outcrop of limestone that forms part of the Humboldt Mountains. It is approximately 150 feet by 35 feet at its widest point. And in 1886, a mining engineer from Lovelock named John T. Reed was told of the legend by local Indians who took him to the site to prove it existed. Mr. Reed was unsuccessful in getting an archaeological dig started immediately, but two miners, Mr. James Hart and David Pugh, realized the value of the guano as an ingredient of gunpowder. Guano. (laughs) God almighty. (laughs) And so they created a company to start digging it out in 1911. They stripped a layer of guano from the cave approximately three to six feet deep. Guano. We don't have a soundboard. He's just doing it live. (laughs) We'll do it live. They used a pick and a shovel and took out some 250 tons of guano. My dad said that right. I think I messed it up. Guano. Guano? Guano. Jesus, you done said it 14 times. I know. I wasn't ready. All right. They shipped (laughs) these 250 tons to the Hawaiian Fertilizer Company in San Francisco. Why is the Hawaiian Fertilizer Company in San Francisco? They couldn't row all the way out to the <laughs> islands at that time. <laughs> now, while mining said, Guano, they had little regard to the artifacts that they uncovered. Alfred Krober, founder of the University of California Anthropology Department, was contacted by Hart and Pugh when they reported finding prehistoric artifacts. Mr. L.L. Loud from the University of California began the first archaeological dig of the cave in 1912. 
A second dig would take place in 1924, and after finishing the excavations, Loud collaborated on a report that was published in 1929. What Loud found was astonishing. Approximately 10,000 archaeological specimens were uncovered, including tools, bones, baskets, and weapons. According to the report, 60 average-height mummies were unearthed. Duck decoys, among the oldest known in the world with feathers still attached, and a sandal. And you're thinking, a sandal? What's the big deal? Well, said sandal measured 15 inches long. Jesus, that's big. A donut-shaped stone was found that had 365 narches notches carved along the outside and 52 corresponding notches found inside. Scientists think that's a calendar. Hmm, you don't say. (laughs) I'm not saying I could be a scientist, but I think I could have come up with that one. Interestingly, radiocarbon dating done on follow-up visits found vegetable material dating back to 2030 B.C., a human femur dating to 1450 B.C., human muscle tissue dating to 1420 B.C., and basketry dating back to 1218 B.C. Archaeologists concluded that this human occupation of Lovelock Cave started in 1500 B.C. Today's anthropologists call the people who lived in the area of Lovelock culture with the period lasting some 3,000 years. Many archaeologists believe that the Lovelock culture was replaced by the northern Paiutes. The northern what? Paiute. Paiutes? What's that? They'd be an Indian tribe. Native American tribe, sir. We're not in India. I'm sorry. Native American tribe. Native. (laughs) Native? During the initial excavations, there were reports of mummified remains being found of two redhead giants. One, a female six and a half feet tall. The other... That's not that big. The other, a male over eight foot tall. Okay, that's pretty big. The evidence has been, quote, lost. The legend of the red-haired giants began to spread in 1883 when Sarah Winnemucca, daughter of Chief Winnemucca, wrote the first known autobiography by a Native American woman called The Life Among the Paiutes, Their Wrongs and Claims. In her book, she discusses a tribe of barbarians that she says were known as the People Eaters who lived among the Humboldt River. Were they purple? No, they were redheaded. They weren't purple People Eaters? No, just redheaded. Okay. And these People Eaters would ambush the Paiutes and eat them. Mm. She states the following in her book, quote, My people say that the tribe we exterminated had reddish hair. I have some of their hair, which has been handed down from father to son. I have a dress, which has been in our family a great many years, trimmed with this reddish hair. I'm going to wear it sometime when I lecture. It's called a mourning dress, and no one has such a dress but my family, end quote. Now, the Paiutes are a Native American tribe indigenous to Nevada, and they would speak about their ancestors' battles with a ferocious white skinned, red-haired giant who were already living in the area when their ancestors first arrived. Many Native American tribes from the Northwest and Southwest have related legends of the red-haired giants and how their ancestors fought terrible wars 
against them after the first encounter about 15,000 years ago. Even the Aztecs and Mayans have recorded their encounters with a race of northern giants when they ventured out on exploratory expeditions. Their burial sites have been reported on almost every continent. Who were these giants unearthed in Virginia, New York State, Tennessee, Arizona, and Nevada? The Paiutes named them Sitika, or tool eaters, for two reasons. One, the fibrous water plants were used by the giants to create rafts for escape. And the fact that often these warriors stole Paiute women who were gathering the tools on the northwestern shore of the Humboldt Lake. The Sitika, or Sei, used their rafts to navigate across the dwindling lake Lehontan after many years of conflict. The Sitika often ate the Paiute captured in ba- battle. Battle? Battle? One of them battles, man. So, for their own safety and in retribution for their people getting eaten, the Paiute finally launched a campaign to rid themselves of the giants. I mean, you can only get eaten so many times before you just say, fuck that. Right. Now, giant stature and red hair would obviously be considered genetic anomalies in the context of the story. Skeptics like to say the Sitika were not actually giants, but just a tall enemy tribe. If this were the case, why did the Sitika have red hair and not black hair like all the other indigenous tribes of the area? Also... Why would one of the most influential Paiute families of the region save the red hair of their enemy and carefully pass it down from generation to generation, then trim their most treasured garments with it if it was just the hair of a normal human being? That's true. That's a good point. But, I mean, maybe. Nope. That's a good point. (laughs) On further review, it's a good point. According to the ancient oral traditions, the Paiutes went to war against the Sitaka, and they trapped these red-haired cannibalistic giants inside Lovelock Cave. Then they set it afire and then shot any escaping giants with fire-piercing arrows. Loud and Harrington state, quote, tending to confirm the northern Paiute legend of the assault on the cave are the fire arrow four shafts. A very large number of arrow fragments were found in the crevices of the rock fall blocking the mouth of the cave, as if there had been shot into it, as if fired by the flaming arrows mentioned in the legend, end quote. Several statements by Loud and Harrington seem to indicate their surprise at finding extremely large arrow shafts. It is almost as if it is so hard for them to believe that they surmise if the arrow shafts were made for different purposes. Hmm. Quote, of weapons we found only a large, heavy-pointed foreshaft of greasewood larger than those commonly used for arrows, end quote. Another quote from the same document states, the arrow fragments and foreshafts typical of the upper levels were not found in this one, but instead a single-pointed foreshaft so large that it probably belonged to an atlatl dart rather than of an arrow. So they would not even fathom that a person could use such a weapon. Mm-mm. Another interesting thing found in the cave was a giant pestle. What about the mortar? They never found it. 
Now, supposedly it was found sometime after Dr. Gene Hattori, who is the curator of anthropology at the Nevada State Muse- Museum, made this statement concerning said pestle. Quote, we recently received a donation of a pestle that was found below the mouth of Lovelock Cave, and it is extraordinarily large and heavy. It is much larger than we usually find. It was found below Lovelock Cave and well within the Sitka territory. So this could have been one of those pestles used by the red-headed giants and might account for its large side because of the large people that were using it, end quote. So we have both the original archaeologist who first excavated Lovelock Cave as well as the curator of anthropology at the Nevada State Museum on record validating the oral tradition of the Paiutes and the written record of Sarah Winnemucca regarding the race of red-haired cannibalistic giants called the Sitika. In their 1929 book titled Lovelock Cave, Loud and Harrington state the following, quote, the northern Paiute have accounts of an, exist, of an extinct people living in various localities in Nevada which recall the beliefs in northwestern California regarding an ancient now extinct race of supernatural beings, end quote. Richard Dewhurst, researcher and uh, Emmy Award-winning writer and author of the book The Ancient Giants Who Ruled America, stated, quote, the artifacts themselves prove that an advanced culture did indeed predate the Paiute Indians, end quote. Now, John T. Reed, that we mentioned earlier, who tried to get an archaeological dig started and couldn't, was a mining engineer and an amateur anthropologist. And he also spoke the Paiute language. He claims to have examined and measured several giant skeletons that were either from the Lovelock Cave or the surrounding area. In February of 1931, a Lovelock resident informed Reed of the, quote, weathering out of a large skeleton on the lake bed near Lovelock Cave. This was excavated with great care and all the bones were recovered. Before removing it, Reed measured it in situ, and it proved to be 7 foot 7 or 7 foot 6 inches in height. It had been buried in a shroud and covered with a dark substance, perhaps charcoal. Now, in the June 19, 1931 issue of the Lovelock Review Minor, Lloyd de la Montoya of California had discovered the skeleton of a giant on the lake bed near Toy. Mr. Reed, John Foster, and Thomas J. Chapel set out across the drive flat to the site. The skeleton was recovered, and it was deduced that this man had been nine and one half or possibly ten feet tall. Yeah, that's uh, that's a giant. And that's in 1931. I don't know why that matters it's he's still a giant today no i'm saying <laughs> that in 1931 they found him not like they're trying to say that's a giant 1931 <laughs> well he's a giant in 2021 too but i'm just saying in 1931 there's articles stating a giant was found now there's another newspaper article dated january 24th of 1904 from the saint paul globe that described the discovery of a skeleton of a giant gigantic human being in Winnemucca, Nevada, by workers who were digging in the gravel. A Dr. Samuels examined it and pronounced it to be nearly 11 feet in height. 
13 miles east of Fallon, Nevada, is Spirit Cave. In 1940, two very well-preserved mummies were found expertly wrapped in highly sophisticated weaving by Sidney and Georgia Wheeler, working for the Nevada State Parks Division. The mummies were radiocarbon dated to 9,400 years before present day. There was modern DNA testing done on the dummies by Douglas W. Owensley. By the dummies? Mm-hmm. There were dummies? Did I just miss something? You did. There was Candy Crush? There was modern DNA <laughs> testing on the mummies <laughs> by Douglas W. Owensley. You said dummies. He is the head of physical anthropology at the Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History. The DNA tests revealed that the mummies were of Caucasian origin with a long face and cranium that most closely resembled either Nordic or Anu, I don't know what the hell that is, ancestry and bore no ancestry relationship to either the Paiute or the Shoshone tribes. There are a handful of people who have testified to seeing giant skulls from Lovelock Cave in a storage room at the Humboldt Museum in Winnemucca, Nevada. Two of these witnesses are Don Monroe, and if you follow Bigfoot, you'll know this next gentleman, Mr. M.K. Davis. He is awesome. He, I mean, M.K. Davis and uh, Thinker Thunker both like, completely take so much time to evaluate videos and break them down, enhance them. And if it's anything close to a close hoax, to a hoax they're like, fuck it, that. They call it it's over. Spade. Now, M.K. Davis is on record stating, quote, the Humboldt Museum in Winnemucca, Nevada, used to keep a series of human skulls in a cabinet in the basement for private viewing. They have now repatriated the skulls and no longer have them. I saw them in 2006 and photographed them in the cabinet. Don Monroe photographed them some 30 years earlier, and they were different. Another witness at the Humboldt Museum by the name of, I think this is a made-up name, Don Quixote, stated, quote, I was lucky enough to be shown these skulls before they were told to keep them from the public. This was in November of 2008. Having read about the skulls on the internet and I was making a trip to California, I stopped by the museum in Winnemucca to see if there are really giant skulls there. I looked through the museum and saw artifacts from the Lovelock Cave where they were supposed to have been found but didn't see any human remains. My wife and I asked the curator there, a lady in her 80s or so, where the giant skulls were. She got a big smile on her face and asked me to follow her. She led us back into a storage room and opened up a cabinet with the remains of four large skulls. She said that people from all over the world come there to ask her about these skulls. I asked why they weren't on display, and she said it was because they did not want them to be taken away by any claim from the Indians, and also that Nevada State does not deem them authentic. But according to accounts by the Indians themselves, they are not even of the same race. I asked her if it, it was true if there were large red-headed mummies taken from the cave, and she said that they were and that she had seen them, but they were taken to UC Berkeley, hmm. end quote. Now, Mr. Richard Dewhurst, in his book, The Ancient Giants Who Ruled America, stated the following, quote, 
Recently, it has been confirmed that four of the ancient skulls unearthed at Lovelock Cave are, in fact, in the possession of the Humboldt Museum in Winnemucca, Nevada. According to Barbara Powell, who is the director of the collection, the museum is prohibited by the state of Nevada from putting the skulls on public display because, quote, the state does not recognize their legitimacy, end quote. They are instead kept in the storage room and shown to visitors from all over the world only by request. In addition, Powell said that in additional bones and artifacts were transferred to the Phoebe A. Hearst Museum of Anthropology in Berkeley, California, where they are kept but also never put on display. What is significant to note is that the scientific community has assiduously scrubbed all references to the six to eight foot tall red-haired skeletons found at the site. As will be seen, this repeated effort to clear the historical record of all reference to a pre-Indian Caucasian culture in the United States can be seen as working in harmony with the NAGPRA policies of the federal government, which works on agendas based on political correctness and not objective science. I have no idea what the NAGPRA is. Well, there has been rumors that um, the Smithsonian itself has actually made great efforts to cover this type of thing up. Yes, and uh, gone even, as far to destroy them. Yeah, but even though, for example, hold one second, uh, there is a New York Times article uh, dated, uh, I don't know what it's dated, but it is, oh, uh, it's in the 1800s, but a the Smithsonian itself reported on finding a, a uh, giant carcass in Cartersville, Georgia, as a matter of fact. So why would the Smithsonian itself report on it and then try to cover it up? That doesn't really make sense to me. Well, it's kind of like the Roswell thing. That's April 18th, 1884. Somebody spoke without conferring with the boss. I mean, it's right here on the front page of the New York Times. No, what I'm saying is... Don't you yell at me. What I'm saying is... Don't you yell at me. That kind of like in Roswell when they said they got that UFO, they didn't confer with the general. They just put it out there. So The, the insurance guy? Yeah. Shaq was there too. I was going to say something. I love that uh, Papa John's commercial where Shaq's pretending, uh, guys, it's me. Like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. I love it. All right. Getting back to the redheaded giants. L.A. Marzuli, who is an author and co creator of the Watchers film se- series. Marzuli? Stated. I can't remember. A, so I can't remember his first name, but his L.A. L.A. Marzulli. That's I, what I just said. I thought you said L.A. is in Los Angeles. Are you dense? You shut up. <laughs> he, Mister L.A. Marzulli, is stated, has stated, let quote. Me, let me let you talk, then. I guess the question is why would men of science deliberately engage in this? And I believe I have an answer. If skeletons exist. And by all of the overwhelming evidence, both from the written record found in newspapers and accounts from scientists, as well as the oral traditions from Native Americans, they pose a direct threat to the pervading worldview, Darwinism, end quote. So let's summarize what we've just talked about for the last 20 minutes. One, we have the Paiute oral tradition of redhead giants who they burned alive inside a cave. Why are they redheaded, though? That's that's what's curious. Like, the giant of Kandahar was redheaded. Well, I mean, what is it just something about gigantism and redheadedness? I don't know. That's a good question. Very good point you bring up, sir. I do. Number two, we have the written account from Sarah Winnemucca about the redhead 
people eaters and her most treasured dress passed down from generation to generation trimmed in this red hair. Third, we have Lovelock Cave that is charred black from fire and burnt arrow shafts are found inside of it. Four, we have testimony from the archaeologist and the curator of anthropology at the Nevada State Museum of the Advanced Artifacts, extra-large weapon shafts, and a giant pestle found in and around the cave. Five, we have photographs of the humanoid-looking mummy and the large skull found inside the cave. Six, we have the archaeologist on record saying that the mummies found inside the cave had red hair. We have the testimony of the miners and the newspaper reports of several 7-10-foot skeletons that were unearthed in the area. Eight, we have the mummies found nearby in Spirit Cave carbon dated to 9500 B.C. and DNA tests that prove that they are not Paiutes but of Caucasian origin. That's crazy. Nine, we have the photographs and testimonies from the Humboldt Museum witnesses all telling the same story 30 years apart. And finally, we have the vice president of the Humboldt Museum stating that the museum is prohibited by the state of Nevada from putting the skulls on public display. So in closing, there's redheaded giants in Nevada. It seems like it. And what will they call Nephilim? Nephilim? That's what L.A. Marzulli calls them. No, that's what the Bible calls them. Well, it's a yeah. little bit more than just L.A. Marzulli, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. In the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Old or new? I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> I haven't read it. <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. It's in the old. Is it? Well, it's got to be, I guess. Yeah, genius, if you just thought. <laughs> You are so mean to me. It's because you don't pay attention to me, and this relationship's based on trust. Mm. But anyway, back to the Giants. I do believe, like you stated, that the Smithsonian has evidence of said Giants. You, I didn't say that I believe that. I you just bullshit. Said that you I said d- New York Times I had an article, and they had them in there. No, I'm, well, I don't necessarily believe in the cover-up. Why would they? Why? I mean... Why would a museum want to cover up evidence of giants? Because at the time they started the cover up, it went against all of modern science. So? And it would have validated the, the Bible. Of, why would you think that they wouldn't want to do that? What agenda could they have to where they want to purposely disprove the Bible? If you could prove the Bible, why wouldn't they not want to? Because at the time, Darwinism was the creme de la creme. They're not going... That. <laughs> He's getting angry. I'm not angry. (laughs) The way science works is... Supposed to work. It's constantly changing. They update their information based on things that they find. If you take science as a whole, but, you know, there's some nefarious things going on with some of them that are scientists and they're funding. What are you talking about? Are you going to come out and say everybody's wrong and then they'll tell you you're an idiot and then they'll cut you loose? Yeah, and then the government will fund you to fucking research your, your new findings. What rich scientist do you know? None. I remember a video where this woman, so stupid. She was attractive, though. She was like, look at this. And she, like, poured, like, stuff on the, gr- on the ground. And she's like, make a dinosaur out of this. This is what the scientists want to tell you. It was the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life. But she was like, she was so confident. 
I hate stupid people. When well, they're, because they're very confident in their stupidity. Yeah. Your thoughts. But anyway, then. I'm trailing off. It does that doesn't matter. That but do you believe there's giants in the Lovelock caves? I believe that there is a lot about our history that we do not know and we do not understand because we don't know it. Think, Think about you said that. <laughs> Think about the library in Alexandria. I would love for that to be a found. All the it found it burned to the ground. Everything yeah, I in it. I don't believe everything left though. I believe it was it's on Oak Island. Oh my God! Here we go. I believe it's on Oak Island. In the um, don't bring up Oak Island. <laughs> Those sons of bitches better I'm find something. I'm just messing something. with you. But no, seriously, I would love to. If we had a time machine, that's where I would want to go. I would want to walk through and be like, Hey, hey, hey! Don't start this fire. Look, y'all quit smoking the reefer. You're going to burn this mother to the ground. And I said, you better not. You better not. Well, they said it was electrical. Totally electrical. <laughs> but no, I would love to go through the Library of Alexandria. Well, we, couldn't under, we couldn't read anything in it anyway. It wasn't in the English. Well, I would have a pocket translator. I'm a time traveler. You are missing the boat. <laughs> she but said, yeah. I'm going to burn this mother to the ground. I said, you better not. We got a runner. You better not. If you get that, you have watched one of the most obscure scenes Jack Black was ever in. It is a terrible movie, but I love that scene. You better not. So, ladies and gentlemen of the Patreon world, we bring you the red-headed giants, not of Kandahar, but of Lovelock, Nevada. Well, maybe that these caves got to be connected because... To Kandahar? I mean, maybe. Well, that's a good point. I mean, how do you explain a race of giants... In two different continents. Well, from what I can gather, we would have to do more research than I did for this little Patreon episode, but supposedly there are red-headed giants found on just about every continent in the world. Well, maybe they're all connected. Then. Maybe we start a new series, not on the devil, on the red-headed giants. Well, maybe so. We've, we've covered pretty much everything on the devil that I had, except for, like, the footprint in the church in Germany. Why did... Let the cat out of the bag there. <laughs> but. No, but seriously, this is a subject you can dive deep in the rabbit hole. There was a History Channel series. It only lasted one season, but there was two stonemason brothers that traveled around trying to prove that they, the giants were of some type of Native American origin. I just don't know why. The Smithsonian were covered up. That part doesn't make sense. There's no... Maybe you should research that. There's no reward for doing that. Because all these rich-ass scientists want you to believe in Darwinism. But why can't the giants be part of Darwinism? Who says they can't? Scientists from <laughs> Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully <laughs> the, hopefully you are enjoying your Patreon-exclusive episodes. And uh, shout-out to Mr. Mister Richard Hartline. Hope you enjoy this episode, sir. And if you have any feedback, please let us know. Pretty long for a Patreon. Yeah, it's about 35 minutes. So. That's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you again for your hard-earned money. And hopefully we will be able to reward you even further in the near future. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, and until next time, deuces!